Good morning. Today is November the 5th, 2020, Thursday. And guess what? We don't have a president yet here in the United States. Wow. What a whirlwind last few days it's been. It's been a nail biter. It's been stressful. It's been crazy. I haven't slept a whole lot since election day coverage started on November the 3rd, Tuesday. I finally got some rest last night, but I wanted to hop on and talk to my listeners directly about where we find ourselves and the status of things. I did it on Instagram. I did it on Facebook Live. I did it on Twitter. And I neglected my beloved podcast audience, and I apologize. We had a great election preview podcast with the Lincoln Project's Mike Madrid. If you have not listened to that yet, please do. I think that Mike really forecast accurately, not necessarily that we would be in something this tight uh, of a post-election, but he talked about the climate of America, where we are, what's going on, and everything he said led us to exactly where we find ourselves right now with an election this deadlocked with the most votes ever cast in the history of this country since the 1900s, the early 1900s. And um, it says a lot. So there's a lot to unpack here. I'm not going to be long with you this morning, but I just want to hit a few things so that it allays some of your stress, some of your concerns. Um, And I'm going to walk you through the process just quickly. And then uh, this weekend, I'll have on Sarah Longwell, who is really an amazing um, person. She's doing the hard work uh, of trying to um, rebuild, if there's anything left to rebuild, a Republican Party when all is said and done, a post-Donald Trump world. Sarah, like myself and others, is a never-Trumper. She has uh, partnered herself up. She's a pollster as well, but she has partnered herself up with people like Bill Kristol and other conservatives Uh, to create organizations the same as uh, Republicans for the Rule of Law, uh, Republican voters for Biden, etc. She is with Longwell Partners. She's a publisher at The Bulwark. Uh, Good person. We're going to have her on this Saturday for our Saturday Thoughts segment, which should be really good. And uh, I know Sarah will have a lot to unpack for us by then. We should absolutely have a president. I'm expecting that we're going to have a president in the next day or so. Uh, So let's talk about that. First of all, as you know, this election is still deadlocked with Arizona, Nevada. And this is uh, Thursday morning at 9.38 a.m. Eastern. So I want to time date this because I don't want this to be dated by the time it goes live and you hear it. But As of this morning at 9.30 a.m. here in the East, uh, Philadelphia still is delivering ballots in. And I want to talk about these ballots because there's a lot of crass talk, inaccurate talk, and frankly, unfrickin' patriotic talk going on from the other side. As you know, on election day morning at about 2 a.m., the president came out, declared he had won the election, and declared that the votes needed to stop being counted. Well, he has since filed lawsuits in Michigan, asked for a recount in Wisconsin, and he has um, also filed suits in Pennsylvania. Okay, I think I got that right. Yeah, because Michigan, the votes are uh, still coming in. So um, he's filed three lawsuits, three legal actions. I suspect there will be more antics and more drama coming from him. And my best advice to you in this moment, 
to people listening here at home and around the globe is to ignore him. Ignore him. Let the votes be count. Let's get a final tally. And then let's go from there. So let's start back at the beginning. Here on election night on Tuesday, November the 3rd, all hell broke loose in the Commonwealth of Virginia because the Associated Press called the election for Senator Mark Warner and for Joe Biden literally within one to two minutes after the polls closed. I think that's wrong. And I think that the press has not yet learned its lesson about polling data, which was, by the way, a disaster in this cycle. And it hasn't learned its lesson about calling elections too early. But all hell broke loose here in Virginia because what happened is that the Associated Press called the election for the Democrats, but the vote totals were reflecting something very different. With something like 50% of the vote in, then 80% of the vote, President Trump was leading here. Uh, The Republican challenger for Senate was leading here and all of the Republicans were leading in a lopsided way, even in staunch Democrat districts. What was happening? Well, I'm glad you asked. What was happening is what was happening all around America. The votes that came in first, folks, were the votes cast on Election Day. That leaned heavily in the direction of the president across the country, across the board. His voters turned out for him. They turned out in droves and they turned out on election day. The next batch of votes, votes rather, not enough sleep. The next batch of votes that came in were those that had been cast early, like by people like me who went a month out, two weeks out, a week out, whatever, and cast their votes either at the registrar's office like I did or mailed in your ballot early or whatever you did and however you did it. Those votes came in next. And when those votes came in, you saw a big blue shift of votes, okay? Those votes had been recorded a month or more before the election. Are we clear? Many states couldn't even start counting them until the day after election day or the day of after they got finished the votes that had been cast on election day. Then there was a third pot of votes. Those were the absentee ballots, those that come from overseas for our military personnel, ambassadors, etc., people who voted absentee for whatever legitimate reason they had. You had three pots of votes. So the reason votes are still coming in, the reason votes are still being counted, folks, is because we had 100 million Americans vote early for the presidency and for Senate and for Congress. That's never happened before ever. Then we had pretty high turnout on election day. Couple that with the absentee ballots and you need to say a prayer for election workers. You need to, if you can, drop some donuts off wherever they're counting or coffee. Be nice to these people because they haven't slept. They've been working hard. They wanna get this right, trust me, more than anybody because they don't want recriminations. They don't want to have lawsuits. They don't want the drama. So they're working hard to get this done. So everybody stop, take a deep breath. This is democracy at work. Our institutions are holding up. So far there's been relative calm. Now, of course you have the Trump people are gonna be the Trump people and they're protesting and they're you know, at the board of elections in Philadelphia and other places yelling about Fox News, calling it early for Arizona. The AP has called Arizona. 
The AP has called Nevada. Most of the networks have not because they want to wait till the votes are counted, which is wise. The president has every legitimate reason if he is within less than 10,000 votes, 20,000 votes, whatever the trigger is in that particular state for a runoff, he has every right to request a count, a recount. That's what we do. But the reality is, in any recount I've ever seen, whether it's in Wisconsin or Virginia or New York or California, usually only a couple hundred votes change, maybe a couple thousand. I've never seen a 20,000 vote lead overturned. It didn't happen in Georgia. It didn't happen anywhere because that's a lot of votes. So here's how I expect things to play out as of, again, almost 10 o'clock now in the East. The way I expect things to turn out are like this. I expect that Joseph R. Biden will become the 46th president of the United States by as little as 271 votes, by as much as 280 votes. That's as good as it's gonna get if he picks up Pennsylvania, if he picks up Georgia or one or the other, holds Nevada, holds Arizona, holds Michigan and holds Wisconsin, that's the game. The president, on the other hand, needs Georgia and he needs Pennsylvania to win, assuming again that the numbers stay the same in Arizona and Nevada. And he's lost Michigan and he's lost Wisconsin, okay? So what Joe Biden did very effectively was he ran the board and he got back that blue wall of Wisconsin and Michigan in the Midwest and we're still all waiting on Pennsylvania, but the votes that are still outstanding are in Allegheny, which is the Pittsburgh area, and Philadelphia. I grew up outside of Philadelphia in South Jersey. Very familiar. Uh, the vote count there will be large. It will be blue. And uh, right now, I think the president has, again, as of 10 o'clock in the East here on November the 5th, Thursday, he has about 130,000, 140,000 vote lead. We'll see if Biden can overcome that. If he does, I expect him to win Pennsylvania maybe by 10,000 votes, maybe 20,000 votes. So I'm sure there will be a recount there. But here's what I want to say to you. Thank God we are going to get rid of Donald Trump because he's been a disgrace. He has broken this country. He's hurt this country. He got on election night. He's tweeting right now as I'm recording this podcast with you. Literally in real time. Stop the count. Stop the votes. We're going to sue. They're stealing the election. They're robbing me. That's a lie. It's a bold-faced, un-American, disgusting lie. It's not true. Nobody's stealing votes. Nobody's dumped in secret ballots in the dark of night. Nobody is, is stealing Republican votes and throwing them in the trash. None of that has happened. These good public servants who get paid crap have been up for days, working for weeks and months, and they're doing their best to count these ballots. They have people there to make sure the integrity of the ballot is preserved. There are armed uh, police in many instances to protect them. Um, depending on your state, there are uh, watchers from either side. You can have your people in. The other side can have their people in to make sure that no ballots are being swapped out. We have a process here. And we have a good process. And a process that has worked for over 240 years in America and we've always had a peaceful transition of power. We've never had somebody doing what Donald Trump is doing, ever. Not a Republican, not a Democrat. No one ever has done this. To his supporters, I say this. I'm not sure what he's selling that you like. 
I'm not sure what that's about, but I ask you to think about your integrity, your grandchildren, your children, your great-grandchildren, and and what it is you want them to remember about this moment and you. Don't go out there protesting and fighting people and attacking people because somebody you think is stealing some votes or doing something nefarious. That's just not happening. Stop being led by a wannabe authoritarian dictator. Stop letting him mess your mind up. Stop watching incessantly this ridiculous TV, these programs with these crazy people who come up with these crazy ideas and tell you what to be afraid of and tell you who to be afraid of and tell you that the socialists are coming and the fascists are coming and the communists are coming. Take a deep breath and and get a grip on yourself and, and investigate for yourself. Do the research. Think, think, think for yourself. You're not stupid. You're not dumb. You, you are better than that. And you need to be better than that. So having said all of that, I'm going to go. I just wanted to bring you an update. I wanted to help you understand what's happening. Again, um, the votes are pouring in from Philadelphia um, and they are almost done counting their votes. They're at about 90%. And um, President Trump's lead has shrunk now by... Oh, he's probably just over 100,000 votes now. So uh, it's 253 Biden, 213 Trump. The magic number, of course, is 270 needed to win the presidency. And we will see where we end up. I think probably by midnight tonight, I'm assuming we'll have a president. I hope we will so that we can move on. And uh, the Senate is still too close to call. The Republicans are plus one right now. The Democrats held on in Michigan. Some of the people that were endangered, like Senator Joni Ernst, Senator Susan Collins and others, they were reelected and by actually pretty good margins. Uh, Senator Martha McSally lost in Arizona to the astronaut, uh, the husband of Gabby Giffords, the congresswoman who was shot, uh, Mark Kelly. I expect... um, that we will see more action in Georgia. We're not sure if there are going to be two runoffs or one, but we'll see the votes are almost all in in Georgia, which we will see if that goes to Trump or to Biden as well. So there we have it. Um, That's my update for you. And uh, we'll go from there. All right, you guys, uh, keep the faith, stay patient, get some rest. Don't freak out. America's got this. We're going to be fine. No matter what, we're going to be fine. God bless you. God keep you. God bless the United States of America.